Well, first, actually, we're not. E- I didn't even have. I didn't even have music on the on the schedule. First thing, you know what I wanted to ask you about? Actually, <clears throat> I also wanted to get our NBA predictions on record, so we can't backtrack oh, okay. and say some. She's like, oh, you know, I, okay. I didn't really believe in the Clippers. Nothing crazy like that. So right now, really quickly, we're sitting at Lakers. Houston's up 1-0 on the Lakers. Clippers probably going to beat Denver. Milwaukee not looking too good right now. <laughs> Giannis <laughs> is looking canceled. Um, yeah. Boston and the Toronto series, I guess, could sh- change gears, but you think I, I, yeah. You think they squeaked out that one game? So we'll we'll just imagine no, that. No, no, I think I think Toronto is still going to take it. Okay, so that's your official prediction. Let's start there. I'm going to say since two the Boston got the two handy wins and they lost one in the last second of the game, I will say probably Boston's going to move on. But you're saying that Toronto could still completely turn the tables on them and stage the comeback. I will say this. We've seen what Toronto's been able to do all season, even without Kawhi, whatever. I don't. I never thought that that championship was all Kawhi. I think that team is, like, expertly coached. I think Nick Nurse is a great coach. Mm-hmm. I think every player on that team complements the next player almost perfectly. The only thing that I would say they miss out on is a little more three-point shooting, but – and that's the reason why I think they they were down 2-0. It's just they weren't hitting shots. Boston has stars, and they are realizing Boston, themselves yeah. a little bit in these playoffs. So that's that's all. But uh, Boston's so, one of those teams that their their stars are great, and then their backups are just as great. So like you got people, they're not even yeah, playing. Yeah. And I don't think Cantor is like a t- you know, great player or anything, but they're not even playing the dude. Yeah. But He's that's just a great... sitting on the bench every game. They they got like eleven deep on that team. So it's a tough team to beat, but I still think Toronto, if they could can do it. pull together a couple of games where they're shooting better than fucking twenty five percent, wherever the fuck they shot the first three games, I really think that they are at least able to push it to like a game seven. Right. I don't know. Then it's like anybody's game. That's a whole new series. So yeah, I'm, I won't I'm, say I'm, I won't say I'm like hundred percent in on. But I won't say hundred percent on a Toronto. But I do think that if I had to choose somebody, I'm just going to take Toronto because probably the the money's higher. <laughs> For the sake of the debate, you're going Toronto. I'll go Boston. Yes. And if like, so well, then moving into the semifinals, if my we're so Miami, we're assuming is going to win. Uh and they play Boston or Toronto, do you think they beat both of those teams? Do you think they beat one of those teams or neither? Dude, it is hard. I don't I don't know. I want Miami to, to win. I'd love for Miami to win it all just because I love how fucking scrappy that team is. Mm. There's a bunch of dogs on that team. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think they match up better with Boston. I think Toronto plays really. I think Toronto plays really good defense. Not that Boston doesn't. Um, when everything's lining up for them, and I don't think Miami has quite. I think they can, you know, push push through wins, but I don't think they're like a naturally talented offensive team. 
Mm-hmm. So I think they'd be a little tougher to play the to play Toronto, but I really do think Miami could could take the East. I, just the way they're playing, dude, they look unstoppable. They're locked in. Like they are. They are. A, I personally would like if it was Miami Boston, I would probably put my money on Boston. My money. I think, fa- I think that's fair to put your money on Boston. I just, I want Miami to win it all. <laughs> I would love. I just and I will be, be rooting for storyline. I'll be rooting for them for sure. Like yeah. at, at basically every game I see them in, I'll probably be emotionally rooting for that team and Jimmy Butler just being a savage his whole way through the playoffs. And I want to. Uh, there's no way for me to like prove this. Well, I don't know. Maybe there is. I might have text receipts. I'm not just hopping on a Miami bandwagon. I've liked Miami all season. We actually mentioned them in the in the uh, and Allen's episode, the hip hop discussion oh, okay. episode, because that's his team. Oh yeah, because he's in Miami. Yeah. yeah, and we were talking about how nice they are, and yeah. you you knew more about the team than than I did, really. And so yeah, it's it's there. You know, the the receipts are there. Well, yeah, because. Because Dwayne, Dwayne Wade was, has been my favorite non-Blazer of all time for as long as I can remember. So Miami was always kind of like my my Eastern team. Like, I yeah. just like them the best, yeah. even even after he left. But so And that, and then Jimmy Butler is one of my favorite players, too, because I just like those fucking – I like the dogs, man. I like Patrick Beverly as long as I'm not playing him. Like, yeah, kinda, yeah I, like, anyway. I, I agree. Defensive players. <clears throat> um. But the West. Oh yeah, we we at the West now. Do you really think Houston's gonna take the Lakers like the whole way? No, no I, I don't. Really I don't think so. I fucking hate. I hate Houston so much. I think I Houston is a better version of our best starting five. Like if if we didn't yeah. have any injuries and whatnot, so I think they just got like Lakers will probably try to adjust make similar adjustments to dominate the game in a similar way, which means getting second chance points, uh, probably playing a little bit faster than them and getting the possessions up. Um, Cause that's basically how they fucked us up. They could probably do it the same way to them. So my guess is Lakers are going to take it. It sounds like your guess is Lakers are going to take it, right? Yeah. And if they, they were to take it, so- then Lakers, Clippers, just, Tell me the team that wins. Well, I'm not 100% that the Clippers will take it. We'll take Denver. I'm not 100% saying that's the case. We're, I'm leaving like 5 okay. to 8% that Denver can win. Okay. That team played like garbage that game one. And... And, and LA they, got lucky with like with the Morris brother stepping up. I he can't like as much as I think the Clippers are a deep team. I don't think their eighth guy, ninth guy, tenth guy is going to be the guy who can win the game for them every game. Yeah, but I I'm I not one hundred percent. I'm like ninety two percent. I'm tired. That being said, the Lakers would be the Clippers, I think. I think. I would take the Clippers over the Lakers. If it was L.A. versus L.A., I am going to let my emotional, I'm rooting for you team, take over here. 
and make my prediction. I would put my money Ugh, on you're rooting the Clippers. for the Clippers. Absolutely, I'm rooting for the Clippers. Kawhi is a machine. You know, Paul George is on that team. Okay, Paul George gets buckets, and he wears a number thirteen. That's my favorite number. What do you want from me? So Harden wears a number thirteen. Yeah, and I love Harden too. Oh, yo, I'm learning things about you that I hate. (laughs) Come on, bro. You You got too much hate in your heart, bro. I'm telling you right now. You just said you love Patrick Beverly. And you yeah, love like you love Beverly, dogs. You, you said you love dogs. The Clippers have so many dogs. Oh, my God. Are you saying Paul George is a dog? He's not one of the dogs, but they have a lot of dogs. Yeah. Kawhi's a dog. I like, I Pat like Bev's everyone a dog. else on that team. Hmm? I like everyone else on that team, but Paul George is enough for me to be like, yo, fuck. And plus, I just want to – I've kind of have stent, like flipped my opinion on LeBron, and I kind of just want him to be a winner again. Like, I just want to see him win more. All right, so officially on the record, you would be taking oh, L.A. Dude, I, can't I would be taking L.A. God, dude, fuck the Clippers. And uh, so if for in my reality, my ideal reality, Boston plays the Clippers. And I guess the Clippers win, but I could, God, dude, I could see Boston taking that. T- if Boston got to the finals... Damn. And they Boston, would they would probably have Gordon Hayward back at this point. So if that were the it's case, like the Ethan and Kyle wet dream is Boston versus the Clippers. Yes. Wow, they would really be duking it out too. I hope that happens just for the BCB lore of it all, you yeah, know? Yeah, kind of, that would be fun, but I think it will be Lakers Raptors. But I want it to be Lakers Raptors. What are you talking about? I forgot about the La- the Raptors a long time ago. We just talked about how they. <laughs> you just said that they have a chance. Like I did not. Say the... I did not say the Raptors had. A... You said the Raptors have a chance. You did not just say definitively that Boston is gonna win. I, thought... I did. I did. I, you I did. I guarantee you. The I Raptors. Did. All right. Whatever. But I still think the Raptors. Have it. I think they have it in them to squeeze out a game seven win against Boston. But, um, I think it'll be Raptors Lakers. But I want it to be. I want it to be Miami Clippers, and I want Miami to just fucking demolish them. That's what I would love. But I don't think it'll happen. But that's what I want. I would love to see a Miami. L.A. I don't really care if it's actually the Lakers or the Clippers. You know, it would be a great. You know, it would be a great addition to that storyline is that originally Kawhi was slated to go to LA to go to the Clippers with Jimmy Butler and Jimmy Butler wanted to play in Miami and then they got Paul George that'd be pretty fucking cool um, Jimmy Butler wow could dude beat. Kawhi and, and and Jimmy Butler that's like the most anti-LeBron team I know yeah I think that's what he was thinking like Oh, you want me to come to the Lakers to play for you? Nah, I'm going to get me and this other guy who wants to kick your ass to, to Yeah, they could have had Kawhi and Jimmy Butler and stuff. They got Kawhi and that fucking little soft-ass piece of shit Paul George. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man. I fuck with PG. He gets buckets. Yeah, I guess I know I just said the, the Miami would be cool to see them in the finals, but... 
the more I talk about it, I really want to see Boston in the finals. So I really want to see a Boston LA. I want to see Boston. I want to see a Boston LA final. I will say this: I, whoever comes out of the East, I'm just rooting for them because I don't like any of the teams left in the West. I just yeah, don't all the, care about any of them. All the tightest teams. I think the coolest teams were us and Denver and the uh, the Mavs. No, nah, I don't like the Mavs. I like Dustin in Utah. Rip Phoenix, man. They could be they're walking be, to the championship right a, now. They're going to be a good team next year, though. Yeah, they will. I really think Phoenix is, like, probably the next us. Like, probably the next team that's just always in the playoffs. Probably a first-round exit. Sometimes causing problems, but usually yeah. not. Uh, maybe they get lucky, though. I think Devin Booker is a fucking bona fide bona scorer. Fide. Anyway, uh, in in summary, fuck the Clippers. I don't care about it. any anyone else wins. I'm fine with it, but fuck the Clippers. Yeah, well, you heard it here first, man. I wanted to get those NBA predictions on record. So, Trent basically has Toronto doing work. I mean, if they come back and beat Boston, then yes, I could. I would. I would change my tone and I would say that's that means they could they could go a lot further. But uh yeah, right now I got Boston and ALA team. I'm hoping it's the Clippers and you got Toronto and an LA team or Miami and an LA team uh and well, hopefully the Eastern if, team winning. If if Toronto wins tonight, it's a whole new series. Absolutely, it, it is. It's a Absolutely. whole new series with momentum in Toronto's favor. Yes, I'm just saying there's a there's a chance for some trouble for the for the Celtics. Yeah. So, I'm screen sharing with you, right? No. No. Well, I can see your face. I can't see anything else. Oh, bad. My bad. Oh, here man. we go. Yeah. It's probably a little shoddy on your side, but uh, I was marveling how at how amazing this video is. Cause like in this part, they're playing like the whole fucking basketball game, and then they got the <laughs> halftime show with this monkey fucking trampoline dunking and. What does that say? Hustlers versus what's the other team? Hustlers versus uh, probably just No Limit. I see no limit jerseys. I see. It's like a it's, it's a huge party in there. Yeah, I was uh. Pretty sweet. Re-witnessing greatness there for a moment. <clears throat> What's up, man? Good morning. Good morning. What's poppin'? Yeah. Nothing, bro. Woke up. Just woke up. Uh, wrote, wrote a Supreme clientele review for Obligatory. Yeah, you did. It's a hard. It's a hard album to write a review for. Cause it's pretty. You start listening to the lyrics and stuff. It's pretty nonsensical what he's saying. <laughs> there really is no. It's amazing, but there's just not there's nothing, no substance <laughs> to like grab a foot, get a foothold on. 
Are you saying that like, you know, basically one one rhyme doesn't tend to string to the next? It's really just delivering. Bro, he's literally saying like just random shit. Yeah. And they were all rhymes, and it sounds really cool, but it really doesn't have. Which I am fine with. That's like Ghostface is kind of like that. So man, our Nas our Nas video really ruffled some feathers. Did you see that? I did not see that. I got a comment right here, fresh from this morning, dude. Let me let me go to YouTube Studio and pick it up. See what see what people see what the streets are saying about us. You know. Now, personally, I like when we have a video or I have a video really over the course of this whole channel because it's like four years old now at this point. I like when I have a video that it is controversial or people just don't agree with me, I guess is what I'm saying. Because that's, right. that's a little rare sometimes. Sometimes I think I'm too agreeable. <clears throat> you know, I don't, I don't make bold enough claims. And, uh, so I, I, I kind of get a little excited when I see like dislikes going up on videos that I think are spicy. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite videos to this day of like the OG Dev Demolino YouTube days is my, uh, 21 Savage is a new ice cube video, <laughs> <laughs> which has similar comments like this one I'm about to read from our Nas post. Man, Nas is the goat emoji point blank he doesn't have bad albums see then this is that's the that's the thing that got me if you want to say <laughs> you're a dumbass for not even having him in your top 10 top three then i respect it but to say he doesn't have a single bad album i'm just going to continue reading the comment quit analyzing you don't know shit about hip-hop shake my fucking head bro damn <clears throat> yeah, we had him shaking their head it feels rough not knowing anything about hip hop, but that's what YouTube is all about. Maybe we you just be getting, doing you this. just finding a random video. Yeah. This motherfucker doesn't even like have more than a a, a a few hundred, a couple hundred subs, you know, and 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 he's talking shit about the goat Nas. You tell that motherfucker he doesn't know shit, and you go on about your day. Cause we don't, we don't know shit. We might need to rethink what we're doing here <laughs> <laughs> yeah <clears throat> what are we really what are we really accomplishing if we don't have nas in our top three you know what brady did bring up news anchor anchoring for us and maybe that's like our path maybe we should switch up and just do that just news report anchoring, the facts i feel like one of us could do like sports announcer right and i'll do well you could do sports i'll do weather all right word and we'll do that we'll just be a portland well, sports and weather, weather podcast I'd be like i'd be like it's fucking hot and I'm mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the Blazers lost, so <clears throat> we both mad. Big yeah, mad. We both mad. <laughs> That's the forecast for today. Big mad. Um, yeah. So we'll think about that. Uh for so, sure, for sure. But God damn. I, I, I not will one bad album. Not one. That was funny to me. I feel like I remember one bad album. <laughs> <laughs> or two. Or uh or, or a few. Like five. <laughs> I mean, I did after having put it after putting that video out. So like watching it to edit it, having done it in the first place, coming back to it to see it again on YouTube. I did 
come away with it feeling like, you know what, we probably could have explained our position a little bit better. And I, I'm starting to actually make the list and solidify like the top 10. And I'm putting some people ahead of Nas and I'm, I'm making the comparison and thinking, you know what, he's actually not like, it's actually kind of crazy to put this person ahead of Nas. So he's ascended already from that 10 to 15 area but um that's uh that's not to say that he doesn't have bad albums because he does so so this is the the age-old question though when you're making a list like this is it like objective or subjective because like yeah i can name 10 rappers that are objectively better than Nas because i like them more Wait, but you just said sorry, objectively because subject, I <laughs> yes, yeah, subjectively oh, you because mean, I like okay. them more. Um, objectively, like you can't really even do it because it's not. There's no criteria unless you're like really want to make some, but I think that's stupid. Yeah, I think um, we're gonna continue to like form the discussion about how this list, the parameters of it, are going to to make itself i think we're going to continue because i i want to bring up another artist today um basically on the back of this conversation so we'll get there and i think through several episodes of talking about uh you know this specific rapper or these specific uh people and albums and these specific qualities about music as it pertains to the top 50 conversation i think we'll we'll arrive to a better set of guidelines. Ultimately, it's subjective. So we make that the final call. But we we do try to like compare great albums versus okay albums versus the bad albums. Well, versus, however, yeah, you can quantify like, it even a little bit. But like, I don't know. Because object, like objective, like best rappers alive or best rappers of all time is kind of like even that's subjective like we like who what you place more the weight standard on. for a great album like i don't you do like exactly. like the people who have eminem in their top five that's not like a really uncommon name to have in your top five like that's objectively one of the best rappers of all time but i don't like eminem so i don't want to put him in my top 10 <laughs> yeah and if you and and there's still some subjectivity in in what you place more value in uh objective components of the music so uh if you really care about the technical aspect of rapping then you know eminem ascends if that's not as important to you and there's some sort of uh creative musical component that you desire more in pushing the envelope like musically sonically not even just like like before we get to the rapping then you know then you have an objective reason to have him perhaps in a different spot in a lower spot in a less in a less priority spot or something like that so um i guess i guess i sound kind of dumb trying to say like any part of this is is going to be subject or objective but i think you know the most important part is that we will continue to have these conversations so that when that list arrives there's tons of context and and records of sort of how we arrived to the final opinion which i think is the most helpful thing we could do
Well, I do know we have to have Spencer on for that episode. He already asked. I saw him like a couple of weeks okay. ago, and he was like, I want to be on the top 50 so I can make fun of you guys. Sold. Sold. Absolutely sold. Smythe, you get it. That. I think that'd be great. Um, I was I was sort of thinking about, well, who would be a good person to do that episode with? Uh, of course, Smythe is one of them, and he asked, so he gets it. Maybe we could get Smythe and like, maybe we could get Nth finally on an episode. Could video call him in. I would love to do that. He particularly wants to do his first episode in person, but you know this oh, COVID, this COVID jazz ain't letting up, man. That's just not gonna happen for a while. Yeah, yeah, it's on layaway oh. until like after the election, at least. I don't want to step on the man's toes, so. Yeah, me, me neither. So, um, cool. That would be a dope episode, though. Um, I think we're gonna do several episodes before we get there. And I want yeah. to take in more uh, little conversations that will help us engage in the big conversation down the road. So today, if, uh, Trent, if you're ready to move on beyond Nas specifically. Yeah. Okay. And maybe we can parlay him into, no, this, in, into this like next one or two rappers to talk about. Because I want to ask you how you feel about... Um, Lil Wayne, where is Lil Wayne oh. going to fit into your, your top 50? I'm assuming he's going to be top 50 for you, but the real question is, is he like a top 25? Where is he on the bubble? Oh, of no, he's under? definitely a top 25. Lil, so this is where we, I mean, and I'll try not to like, cause I know this is a casual question. I'm not going to try to like really dissect what you're asking me. But this is where something like subjectivity versus objectivity really takes a, makes itself known because Lil Wayne, yeah, I love Lil Wayne. I don't like really ride for Lil Wayne. Like I've never like, I think he has a couple really good albums and I think, uh, but I think a lot of his music is not bad, but pretty mid. Like I don't really remember a lot of it. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. So like that, you know, if I said that to somebody and then was like, oh, he's top 10. People will be like, "What? Like, <laughs> sound, that doesn't sound like you like him." Yeah. But, and I wouldn't put him top ten, but definitely top twenty because Lil Wayne is like the most influential artist of this generation. Like, I would say Lil Wayne and even like weirdly Chief Keep are like the most influential to the sound, especially the southern sound of hip hop right now, mm. and really what I listen to probably second most out of any style of hip hop after like whatever experimental or indie or whatever you want to call it. But like that trap sound is very Lil Wayne wheelhouse. Like, and I wouldn't, I would, I would be amiss to not recognize that influence Mm -hmm. when I'm putting him in my top 50 rappers. So I think he's top 20 for sure. Uh, I think he's top 20. I, I, you know, I have to make it, but yeah, it's uh, I thought 25 was a good place to start because I think really, I mean, you could go either way. Like I could see somebody making a list that legitimately has him as like the fifth greatest rapper of all time. And that would be kind of crazy to me. But at the same time, it really depends on what you place an importance on and really how much do you personally like that person's discography? Because Right. I'm sure you have artists who, you know, they're 
they're okay to not that great albums, you know, they still carry some weight with you. So I think the the thing about the Nas conversation earlier that I I was probably carrying with me a lot is like Nas's bottom half of his catalog to me doesn't really like come up often. I don't think about it often. I don't listen to it often. And so it just stays in like sort of a mid place. But someone like Jay-Z, that's a like an artist I care about even in that bottom half of the discography. And this is the other thing that I am having a difficult time assessing the importance of in making this list and comparing rappers is the bottom half of their catalogs, the the worst of the worst. And I tend to not really, I, I honestly tend to not put so much stock into the worst albums an artist has. Um, and I think that's kind of different from some people. And I feel like that's probably different from how you see it. Or No, I don't put a lot of weight into that either, because then you think about a lot of these rap, a lot of these top 10 rappers don't have a crazy big catalog. If you look at Biggie, catalog's not that big, but he's, I mean, yeah. am I wrong saying he's top 10? Like, how do you really look at the bottom half of his four albums? Like, you know, and really, I don't know. Really his like, two like, albums. Yeah, two albums. But like, is that just, like, are you just going to chalk that up to like, oh, he didn't live a long time, so he doesn't have a lot of albums, so you, all of his albums are great? Like, I don't want to put a lot of weight into that shit because I can't do it for everybody. That's not a check. I don't know. Right, because like, if he would have lived, if he was alive today, we would guarantee that he would have some not that great albums Yeah. over time, potentially. Like, he may just, well, I guess that's, well, I, I would assume all of like, our greatest rappers that are going to be on this list have some albums in the middle that are just like, Clearly, they're not adapting to the, the the industry changing, like, as quick as a Kanye West was ready to do it, you know, like. Or, like, look at, look at Andre 3000. Like, he did pretty much the, I mean, I don't know, like, I can't, say, like, you would want more music from him, but by him not making any more music, he's kind of done a good job of, like, not making any trash music, <laughs> like. Exactly. It's like the Jordan like thing in comparison thing. to LeBron. It's like right. one guy won pretty much every time and he kind of knew the right time to step away from it all. And so that discography, you know, it just you can't really damage it. And I think that's what he's you know afraid of doing is putting out something that he's not happy with and sort of putting right. a blemish onto his discography that he doesn't that he's not passionate about. Um, and so, uh, and then there are the rappers like, you know, Big and Pac. How do we assess them? Never have, or like a Big L, you know, never really getting to 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 take it to another level to, and then mm -hmm. to, you know, um, get into a part of their career where like they're a little lost with the changing of the times and then figuring something else out down the road having their 444 you know that, that they never got to have that we don't get to assess it in that manner so um that's what makes it interesting for sure but someone like Lil Wayne you know does live on he has had several legs of his career 
And the beautiful thing about his career is that it spans over these, like, let's see, at the end of the 90s, like, literally walking out of the 90s, he, you know, starts to become a name. And then the 2000s is all that early cash money stuff. 2007 to the, you know, early mid-teens is when Lil Wayne is Lil Wayne, you know, basically that we know now. Um, with the No Ceilings mixtape, Carter 3 is huge, you know. And then and then there's, you know, that period of his career that there's a lot of really bad albums. And even in his earlier stages, like there's albums that, you know, may, I, I, they may not hold up. So it, it's tough to how do you reckon with his back catalog versus someone like Eminem, who we also know has a bad a bunch of bad albums. But we we really don't like his bad albums. Lil Wayne we see as like a more likable character, I guess, in a way. Right. I mean, I don't know. It's unfair for me. Like, it's un- it's unfair for me to be like, well, I just don't like Lil Wayne, or I just don't like Eminem. Like, even his even his best albums, I just don't like the sound. Like, I just don't identify with the music all that much, and. Lil Wayne, and that's not to say that they're not like like you said, like the main, the main point people make with Eminem is like, well, he's so like lyrically talented, he's so like on point, it's skill wise, he's amazing. Yeah, that's all fine, but I still want the music to sound good. And Lil Wayne, you know, he's not Eminem lyricism, but Lil Wayne has like a lot of bars and like a lot of good punchlines. He's like one of those catchy rappers which is why I say he's so influential on today's game. He's but, obviously not like lyricism to the level of an Eminem, but the thing is, I like most of his music. Like his best albums are great. His mid albums are mid. They're not, they're not great, but I still listen to most of them. And then his worst albums, I don't really have to think about because he's got like 50 fucking albums. Like, right. And that's the really thing too. <laughs> like having this discussion in 2020, is really different, I think, because right. who, who uh, to me, one way of looking at it, and I don't know if this is the final way I come down to it, but it, basically, who the fuck cares about the worst part of the discography if we're in such a streaming age that you never have to, you never have to think about it if right. you don't want to. If I don't want to listen to any of the rock albums that Lil Wayne put out, I don't have to. And I could never think about it, right? And it's like, so I I personally am starting to lean towards a little bit more of like really just comparing the best of the best. Let's take an official stance here because we haven't, well, you have and I haven't. You're saying Lil Wayne more likely than not going to end up in your top 20 of rappers of all time. Yeah. I would say more likely I'll tell than you not. Right now, it's definitely going to be. Yeah, I would say more likely than not, he would end up in my top twenty-five. I'm really still unsure of how to reckon with those albums that I just don't listen to. I'm just not passionate about. I think are bad. You know, he's had a lot of area areas of his career where I'm gonna go and do this, and so but so does a bunch of other rappers that will be on my list. Snoop, it's like, what are you doing, yeah. making a Rasta album? Uh, and, Snoop, and 
like but like most, i've never i never listened to that album because i didn't have to right. i never paid for that album to see what it would be like i never you know it's like right <clears throat> most of the best rappers of all time and it's it's just part of the legacy of being such a like huge icon and stuff most of the best rappers of all time did something that isn't that good like like nas is not safe from that and i'm not gonna use that against nas i just don't think that like the qual the the quality of his best albums are really good, but the quantity of really good albums is pretty low. Lil Wayne has like a handful of really good albums. Actually, you know, maybe what's... not nothing as good as Illmatic, but like. See, and this conversation is so confusing because, too, how do you weight the fact that Lil Wayne has had so many mixtapes and albums, so right. many, like way more than Nas, and Nas. And him, I think, honestly, have probably like the same amount of really good, really notable records and projects. So, to me, that is the reason to have Nas pretty high. It's the reason to have Lil Wayne in there, but not so high. So, again, I, I, I'm contradicting myself because it does matter to me, like, you know how many bad albums you put out between how many good albums you have. Yeah, I guess what I'm trying to get at is I'll have Nas higher than Lil Wayne, most likely, probably for sure. But that argument, like, I, I'm not comparing them in that one. Like, I, I'm not like, mm. it's I'm not going to be like, oh, Lil Wayne, I have him at 19. Nas is like exactly seven spots better than Lil Wayne. He's at 12. Like that's, that's not like how I'm going to be comparing this. It's going to be more like when it's a close kind of thing like that, then maybe I look to that. That's probably where the more objective parts of it will come in. Like, but most of my list is going to be subjective because I just don't, I don't think there's an accurate objective way to look at it. And the only time that it would really come into play is when there's, like, a really close, like, tie for a spot. Like, number one, I already know my number one is. But number two and three, that's tough, and it's pretty subjective, and I'm pretty sure not, nobody would have this, like, if we took a poll of 100 people, nobody would have the same two and three as me because it's really subjective. But, like, I know how I'll objectively separate those two, two and three. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of, I think, so far, I've done a lot of, just placing artists in areas of my lists and then right. going back to quote unquote objectively uh, tune those rankings from spot to spot. And mostly that looks like, okay, I got this artist at 13 and this artist at 15. So, um, you know, why is this rapper just a little bit better than this? rapper what's the case i make for this rapper like just being a little bit more of me personally a great rapper than because i think you know from let's say like 17 to 12 that doesn't mean that 12 is like way better than 17 or or 19 or 21 no. but i mean i think we're dealing with kind of fractions here of greatness because anybody that's on this list, ha like we said last episode, has great albums, has special talents, has innate abilities that other people don't. And so how do we compare those things? It's, it's on a very fractional 
basis. So if Nas ended up being 14 on my list, that does not mean that he doesn't have one of the greatest discographies of all time as a hip hop artist. Doesn't have one of the best debut albums ever. Doesn't have a lengthy, amazing discography uh, with great albums in the beginning, middle, and end or later parts of that discography. Um, again, Illmatic, Stillmatic, It Was Written, Godson, um, the Untitled Album, uh, 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 Lost Tapes, and fucking Life is Good. All great albums. So that's why when I look back at it like that, I think he is going to come up on my list a little bit more. But if he's like in the mid-teens, I mean, that just means it's really a, a reflection of how amazing some other rappers are that I, I think. I also just want to put a disclaimer out there. If people are nitpicking like the 50th and 49th spots, I'm going to be really annoyed. Like, like nitpick <laughs> the top 20. I don't care about that. Like, yeah. That's, that's fair game. Yeah. But like when you start getting into like the 30s, 40s, 50s, there's a lot of fucking rappers, man. Like, I don't know. There's so many rappers. Like, there's, there's so many rappers. And the, that's there's where. There's a lot of great rappers. And there's a lot of new rappers that might not be as great, like, as great in their, you know, span of rapping. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll tell you right now, I'm going to overrate Freddie Gibbs. I'm definitely going to. Like, it's just going to happen. He's going to end up in my list for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and he's going to probably beat out a couple people that, according to the hip hop heads of the world, deserve that spot or whatever. But I don't want to hear about it because I don't fucking like it's. I don't 50, care. It's like forty-eight. I don't care. <laughs> I I um. <clears throat> that's what we should do on the next episode or the next time we have this conversation. Don't care. Don't care. Don't care. Sorry, Still I had to get don't that care. One time, I... excuse me. Uh, that's one thing I do think we should do in the ne- uh, next time we have this conversation is discuss what new rappers, like new-ish rappers should be considered for the top 50 like who realistically that's like really in their primes today or perhaps not even gotten to their primes is even uh, worth having the discussion around top 50 all time right does does west side gun make a top 50 he's got a catalog the size of a top 50 rapper yeah he's got yeah he will yeah i think i i think i'm gonna keep him in a modest place to see over time how his music grows on us but i do think you know it's just that it's all still so new you know he's been in the game for a long time but it's really been from 2017 18 where west side gun has really become west side gun and griselda has become griselda so i'm gonna keep him in a relatively like higher up spot i mean higher up like closer to 50 than one um just to allow for the room to grow. And I think I'm going to play it safe with most of the newer artists in that way. Allow them to grow into the spot that I think like they could hit. Um, so I imagine it should only be like a few rappers that honestly have right. a shot at doing that, right? Oh, yeah. And there's like some that I almost like don't really. Don't give me any names, bro. Save that for the I next episode. We need I that know, content. I don't even really want them in my top 50, but... Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. That's It's it's hard because it, I feel like I'm peer pressured when I make lists like this. <clears throat> like, like what... I don't know. There's rappers that I don't know if I would consider them top 50, but they're, like, 
greatness or their like perceived like mm. like level of elite makes them so i'm talking about new rappers yeah like they're always in the conversation of like oh this is the ne- like this is the best of this generation like and shit and like i don't really buy into all that but i mean i don't know I'd have to like put out, you know, we got to also like the other part of it is just like brainstorming fucking names. There's so many rappers like, yeah. and there's... I won't know if I won't know if fucking so-and-so is a top 50 rapper until I've seen 150 rapper names and been like, yeah, that's top 50. Like, yeah. And, and there's a lot of artists out there that, you know, we're just not passionate about. So like, right. you know, Smythe is going to have Aesop Rock like one like number one all time. Actually, I had I had ASAP Rock in mind, and he's not gonna show up in mine because he's I I I've never listened to an ASAP Rock album. I'm sorry, Sam. This is my <laughs> I know that was probably hard for you to hear, but like yeah, I just haven't just done it yet, and, and I'm not really actually. That's not true. I listened to one album, his first album, I think, not too long ago. So yeah, I have a confession to make. Make it. Smythe probably told me to listen to Malibu Ken 20 times last year, and I never did. Never did it. Can't do it. Don't care. Don't care. Don't care. Still don't care. I don't care. I don't. I don't care. What'd you say? I just want to know what you said. What did you say? I don't care. One time for the gods, Smythe. Our man, check out. Top 50. Yeah, it's like, how do you reckon with, like, <laughs> it's like sporadic, illmatic. <laughs> it's like, which one's better? <clears throat> so, I love that we're starting these these uh, conversations. Next time we have this conversation, again, newer rappers. Who's worth having in the conversation of uh, Top 50? You know, based on the album's. And whatever else, you know, the work that they've produced already. Dude, I don't even have an intro song, man. What am I going to do? What? I got no intro song. Let's see what I've been slapping as of late. Attack of the, the Future Shock, Flesh Cover, Meat Bags of the 85. What else is in my recently played? This is why I fucking love recently played on the computer because it shows me like 30 albums instead of the 10 that my yeah. phone is going to show me. Um, I just recently dropped a, a review on some, some recently played albums, actually. Saw that. Love Saw this Del the Funky Homo Sapien album. Love Del the Funky Homo Sapien in general. I know there's such a thing as G-Funk and a, a whole funk West Coast wave, but in 91, Dell was really taking it to like P-Funk standards. I mean, this is more P-Funk than most other adaptations I, I hear. It. Is this a good enough intro song? Are we yeah, rocking? Are we live? We live. Glory, how stupid. Well, let me get a... On oh God, no count, on oh God. No count. 
On God. On God, no cap. On God, no cap. On God. What's up? What's up? What's up? Bridge City Boys in the building. New Music Monday podcast. What's happening? Trent, how you feeling 30 minutes into the podcast? So tired. (laughs) Not me, bro. I got my cup of Joe. I got my cup of water. And 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 I'm uh, yeah. You got a real cup of Joe there. You got a, a hotel ceramics cup of Joe right there. Actually, not hotel ceramics oh, this time. My bad, I fucked up. This one is. Don't, don't even tell me what it is if it's a competing it's, if it's a competing ceramic cup brand. I don't want to hear about it. Well, she she works for them, so still, you know. Okay. Still support Mimi, so Sarah can help. Okay, it. word, word, word. My bad. I didn't mean to jump to conclusions there. Anyways, Trent's feeling good. I'm feeling, feeling good. I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling full of a cup of Joe. And funky now that we got this Zelda Funky Homo sapien in here. But uh, what's what's up? New Music Monday podcast. We're your your friendly neighborhood music plugs. Uh, we out here doing the dig. Uh, the virtual crate digging for you. Letting y'all know what's coming out on, in hip-hop on a weekly basis. Basically, if, if you listen to this podcast, you will be informed about what's going on in hip hop on a weekly basis, at least through our lens. Um, we from Portland, Bridge City, with the Bridge City Boys. I'm BCB Dev, aka Devon Marcel Whitaker, aka Dev Del Molino, aka um, Lord Lightskin. That's what Cheeto's been calling me as of lately. I'm, Cheeto's, got, Cheeto's got the best nickname. He does, he does. A lot of times he just calls me handsome, a handsome man. Um, we're gonna have ASAP Cheeto on the podcast soon, so y'all can look out for that. But oh yeah, yeah, young lord, light skin. I mean, the lightest of skins in the building, chicken nugget man, Devon Dudley. Like I'm here, bro, and and we got my boy as always. It's just us two, uh, young Trent Louder, loud packs, scooter from the back, uh, potato man lord. I mean, he no. just no, he's. I mean. <laughs> The dude is just, I, I got a lot of nicknames, but this motherfucker. Bro, I'm not going to be giving you my Apple shit if you're going <laughs> to turn around and use it against me like that. See, you the one outing yourself, bro. I didn't say nothing about no Apple. I just said you were the potato man lord. I'm chicken nugget man. What more? Come on, bro. What do you want from me? I'm trying to pod, okay? I'm freestyling right now, bro. Well, now it's cats out of the bag. Cats out of the bag. Young Potato Man Lord. That's my guy. He's in the building. Uh, Again, we're we're doing a nice solo episode today. This is going to be a long season full of plenty of just Pax and myself uh, having it out in the debate, in the discussion, uh, you know, top 50 hip hop, all time rappers list. We're working on that. And album reviews from week to week. Now, I'm not going to lie. This week is like... It's all right. I think we thought more. I thought we would. We thought it would be a more explosive weekend of releases, or at least that's how I made it sound to you. I mean, I honestly just kind of roll with the punches at this point. Yeah, I think twenty twenty in out comes out. In general, it's just been like a weird year of releasing music, and um, you know, like I guess it is kind of a big music weekend if you. Um, if like the thought of six nine music ever came across your mind, like yeah, if you're like if you like dumb music, then for sure. 
Yeah, Maybe yeah. And like we get he's a snitch and he's a rat and blah 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 blah. But um, you know, just at the core, at the core, we really don't I just don't see you and I as people who really agree with uh how he goes about living life. So I think we have the luxury of just choosing not to acknowledge six nine most of the time. And we're gonna continue to do that. So, you know, from week to week, it's always based on us and what we're listening to, right? Uh, and some weeks, we kind of feast or famine differently than the rest of the hip-hop world is, is going to. But uh, that's why you come to the New Music Monday podcast for those particular playlists, album, artist type suggestions that you really would only get from us, you know? I don't know who goes from talking about you know, Nas to Baby Keem to Del the Funky Homo Sapien to Little Keed and Saw Baby, you know, like all in the same breath. So <clears throat> y'all know how it goes when, when we come to the podcast. Like I said, feast or famine a little bit differently than the rest of the hip hop world is moving and shaking. Um, <clears throat> but even though this was a softer week, this is still in a week I ended up feeling engaged and interested and semi-excited about the music that I heard. Um, so let's see like, what's first on our list today. I mean, you know, we did actually get some decent like singles this week and just music in, in, in general. So we're going to talk about Big Sean, Detroit 2. I guess that's, a, that's our album of the week. I know some people are not exactly excited about that um, or about that album, but... I have some positive things to say about it, so we'll get there. Um, some, I mean, there were there were there were some albums. Like I said, we we got you know six nine out there somewhere. You know him and Lil Ack doing songs together. You know they're they're tearing the clubs up. Uh, but um, our guy Laddie Moran, I want to make sure we bring up Laddie Moran's project because that dropped last week and we didn't get a, a chance to to mention it. And uh, there's some there's some jams off of there I like, but you know where it all starts, you know we got a central album, but this is the central music of the episode. Scissors back, bro. <clears throat> so I want to say I'm personally happy she's back, and I'm personally happy that she's taken the amount of time that she's taken between these albums, because I think Control was heavy and one of those albums that got realized as being great more and more over time at least in the turn in, in the space of like a year or two so before we get to this particular single which is featuring Ty Dolla Sign and produced by the Neptunes that's the crazy part about this and I know the beat isn't like a crazy component of the song itself um but it's crazy that the Neptunes are are back in the lab again. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> you still listen to Control? Yeah. yeah, I just bought it for Sarah on vinyl for her birthday. Yes. Have you played that vinyl yet? Actually, yo, check this shit out. I'm checking it out. Yeah, take me somewhere. We played it. We played it not that long ago. Look! Look at him. He's walking away from his phone, and 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 his voice doesn't lessen at all. That's the power of the AirPods right there. Joel, get this vinyl, bro. 
Green. Damn. Green see-through. Yes, that is beautiful. It's like a watermelon. <laughs> it is like a watermelon with a little pink center. Yeah. That's great. Um, yeah, it, it. I remember reviewing Control when it came out. It was around the time I started my YouTube channel. So that was a big review to be excited about at the time. I knew she was the shit. But prior to Control, you know, this understanding of SZA that we had was honestly this, like, tomboy feature, amazing feature artist and singer and, and, and low-key rapper. Um, and I feel like Control really changed the perspective from her being, like, a rap, a rap, ish sensation to truly being an r&b and pop figure especially so this is the this is important context to me to think about her next album and kind of what i want from it because you know when this album drops it's going to be the centerpiece of whatever episode that we're doing probably um so what are our expectations moving forward just having like heard this song off of the last album you know, I didn't come away from that last album with too many things like, well, I hope she did this. Well, she could have done this a little bit better. She didn't try this. I was really happy with what she did. And all of it was easily replayable, very rotatable. Obviously, you just bought the vinyl and are excited about it. So I think that says what kind of album we're talking about here. Um, but for this album, you know, like what's what's the goal? What do we want? I don't know. I <laughs> that's a tough question because she could probably do. I think we just want more jams, right? Like when you, you think about the next SZA album, you just want more jams. You want shit that sounds, you know, different and new than Control. But you're kind of hoping it maintains that same like twelve, thirteen songs that are just great. Most of them are just great for one reason or another. Right beats melodies features or you know there's, there's a reason why you can play it most of the time i think i would pretty much just the only thing i would say i could maybe be a little more interested in not that i think like any of the production is subpar on control like i don't think like any of the the music musical elements are are bad i just think that she could be really interesting on some like weirder shit like she <laughs> like, used I to think do if she yeah, like um, maybe taking a page out of like somebody like like Solange. Right. I, I don't. I Going. don't really know. Just something a little more avant-garde, a little more experimental would be pretty cool. Mm. I think she. I've been saying this a long time. I think that SZA working with someone like uh, someone like Bonnie there, I think would be really cool. Like mm. I think they could do something really interesting on a track. Yeah, working with someone like James Blake. I know they already have worked together, but I think they could also do something pretty spectacular. Sure. But I don't know. That's really the only thing I can think of. Other than that, I think you could make damn near the same. Use this album as a template and just <laughs> fill it in, and it yeah. would be pretty awesome. Which yeah, I think you know, as as long of a wait of it as it's been since the last album, and the last album is prolific. I don't really see all the I don't really see where all the pressure comes in for this album to be great. I mean, I don't know what 
I don't see how she really couldn't just apply her past couple awesome projects into this newer, you know, idea that she has. Um, mm -hmm. it, it would have to, I would have to listen to it and for it to really be underwhelming for me to digest like the idea of that. So far, I have no reason to think, and especially with this single, I'm going to turn this shit back on because we haven't even gotten to the part of like, how, what do we think of this single? As long as this isn't like the best song on the album, I see this thing being great so far. Another really, really solid project for her, probably. Mm -hmm. I get the sense that this song, as good as it is, I still kind of get the sense that this isn't even an album single. I don't know why. Just the sound of it sounds a little too, like, It sounds a little too like plug and play of a song to be in that album. I just don't feel like she would do something. Not it's such that, a single, right? Radio record. It's like such an obvious single. Like it, not like in a bad way, but it just doesn't sound like part of a bigger album to me. But I don't know. I mean, well, I mean, look at what you did. You you made this catchy. I mean, the song's amazing, so nothing, nothing I'm saying about it is, yeah, is yeah, negative. I'm not saying but bad. You, super catchy hook, where you do repeat, hit different, you know, for a few bars, which is fire. It sounds amazing. Um, I could hear that on the radio. By the way, Ty Dolla Sign is singing it, so most people who go get a Ty Dolla Sign feature is liable to be their single for the album. Um, and then, you know, the Neptune's production, too. Like, this is definitely aim to get some excitement around the record knowing that i mean there's already excitement around the record there always has been since the last one came out people have been waiting for this one but you know just stoke the flames a little bit a great video too um you watch the video yeah yeah um really simple kind of random shots but at the same time i think everything looks incredible on it She's amazing. The dancing is is amazing too. Um, Bro, but whoever is uh, in charge of putting together like visual coordination for TDs, music videos, and stuff is is killing their job. <laughs> always they, fire music videos. Every every act, top to bottom, has great music videos. Yeah, and uh, one of the ones that comes to mind, especially with the like funny camera work is the king's dead music video yeah with all those zoom ins and shit right um all those fast yeah. zoom ins and outs and stuff but uh yeah i mean no nobody's doing it better than tde really at the end of the day and um yeah whether i i do personally think that this will show up on the album it's, it's just that i do think this is it it may not really tell us too much about what else we're going to hear on the album. You know, it's definitely no palate cleanser. It really, like, right. if you put this into Control, I mean, Control's just an even better album from it. It fits right fits right in. So, um, yeah. Um, I think it's I'm also just kind of interested, like, what... Because you sent me a link to, like, perhaps some, like drama going on with td with oh yeah Punch i was gonna say that and says i feel like that was promotion 
that what you think so i think now that the video and the song is already like out it all happened in like a couple weeks time that right. that made me think like oh okay there's no real problem well that's good i'm glad i'm if that is the case then good like i don't want there to be any tension trouble in paradise right? like I, I just want SZA to be happy <laughs> yeah because yeah. she's great but i mean i do also think that SZA making like a revenge album could be really fucking cool like <laughs> yeah. kind of like a fuck you album would be really pretty gnarly from SZA so, mm. I don't know yeah it's interesting it's going to be interesting to see what the temperament of the album will be because I think Control was um well I mean alluded to by its name you know it's a it, it starts from an insecure place and in trying to gain regain more of that sense of confidence and control of circumstances that's around her and just, you know, everything in her, in her life. So moving into this album, is she still feeling senses of insecurity that need to be worked through and like a destination that another level of another destination to arrive to with this album, or is it going to be an overall just more triumphant piece? Um, or is it going to be, a more creative and an experimental piece basically based on what you said going back to the or avant-garde right going a little bit more back into the influences of a z right she was kind of out there and willing to make some very uh patient music um patient musical patterns um some stuff you got to sit through and kind of like it's interesting um i'm interested to see if she does that too there's some different ways that this could go but i don't really see this being anything less than a really solid project basically now i'm with you on that bitch ass white boy <laughs> this is bryson tiller the last album Bryson Tiller released was May 26, 2017. But what also happened in 2017? 2017, he was in a collaboration with DJ Khaled and who else? Rihanna. Now, I'm not trying to say Rihanna's the ringleader, but what also happened in 2017? Sizzle stopped making music. But wait a minute. Bryson Tiller being Stella. What was being Stella doing in 2017? He released this movie. Brad status but who was brad well at first i was like bryson tiller br but then i got to thinking who else is in this movie brad pitt the movie is called brad status so what was his status in 2017 status was divorced but then i got to thinking there was no picture of rihanna and brad pitt together at all this is bryson tiller <laughs> the last album bryson tiller was uh, that's great yeah we just we just then intro in our, our bryson tiller segment <laughs> get this uh screen share back off there's my like guy how, Trent uh, hello I like how in, in the sidebar it had you might like like people that follow uh-huh. and the first one was Cardi B yeah it says you should follow you laugh, Cardi B and Lil Durk <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay yo you might like him okay you know what I think is hilarious about this Bryson Tiller comeback track? Your first song in a minute. Like she said, Bryson Tiller's last album came out in 2017. 
So it's yeah, funny. I went and saw him on that tour. <laughs> yeah, you did. That's weird. Don't. Uh, Sarah, Sarah likes him. I think Bryson Tiller has some great records. Um, I think. I wish he did more. So that's why this song is funny to me because we're about a minute and 10 seconds in. And this sample part has not stopped. <laughs> okay, this song is two minutes and 54 seconds long. And I think he's on it for one minute. Now, it's fire. It sounds great. But I just, come on, man. Isn't that 2017? This is your first song back in forever. And it's a it's a really nice sounding song. But the fact that you're not even really in it. He told everybody he's a savage and he doesn't care. <laughs> he clearly does not care. Cuz I'm gonna make you wait 3 years to hear 1 minute of me. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> That's savage. So I'm glad I'm not like a mega fan of Bryson Tiller because I would be like, what the hell is this? I can't even get a Can second I verse. A... I can't even get a real hook. It's like, I mean, this is this is cool. I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing an album from him. And I do like this though. That, yeah. It is. It's, it's a vibe. It is. It's a great playlist track. I'm going to throw this in a playlist and it's going to it's smooth as hell, but... Is this going to be on your album? I really hope not. <laughs> Maybe it'll be like a like an interlude type track. I hope so. I guess let me rephrase that cool. statement. Is this like the leading track from your album? I hope it's not. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's actually a lot of really good R&B tracks out. Um, shout out to Dad, who we've mentioned a few times on this podcast. Uh, close with our guy Jared Sonnen. Season four, season five, episode two. He was on. Season five, episode one. No, no. It's not one of our episodes, but he's cool with Black Party. He's cool with Dad, and this is a new Dad track. The first one actually in a little while. Memory foam. I'll say. It's a bit of a baby maker. I'll just leave it at that because it's on the new Music Monday by Dev Demolino, Spotify, and Apple Playlist. Both of those are out. If you're hearing this right now, you can find this song, Memory Foam, Dad, on there. Um, we got a new Lil Dirk song. Twitter says I, says I should follow him. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and do that, Twitter. Thank you. I just followed Lil Dirk. He's yeah, got a new song out called The Voice. He said he was going to drop another album. He's been beefing with 6 9 which I think is very corny to do a very corny thing to do to be in academics comment sections talking to 6ix9ine but here we are um but that's not r&b bro so i want to get back to the r&b i don't know how you feel about these uh like caribbean jams but to me, this is one of the better ones Octavian might have done something here. I like hearing people other than Drake do it. Mm. Not that I think Drake can't do it. I just, I'm tired of hearing Drake. And other people who don't even have an accent. (laughs) Right. 
doing these songs. So this is cool. This sound, I don't know anything about really like this kind of music at its core. But to, from an outsider perspective, this, this, you know, this seems someone like someone who's passionate about the sound. <clears throat> now, he did put Gunna on the track. So, I mean, that might be a little, a little blasphemy, but I think it sounds fire. And St. John on this, too. I'm fine with it. Yeah, I'm fine with it. I think it's fun. You know what, what didn't really, like, blow my mind as much as I hoped it would? But still cool that it's out is this Dragon Ball Do-Rag remix. Right. It's got... Smino de Grigio on it. And Guapdad 4000, who I think is not as interesting as Smino. Not as interesting as Smino, but I think he's like a fun presence regardless. I'm not sold on Guapdad yet. I, I haven't. I just hasn't happened. I like him just as like a as an enigma, like as an entity in the world. <laughs> I don't know about it. his music's all right. I mostly just like him. He's just a cool guy. Um, yeah. Another non R and B single was "Lost and Alone." Oh, Dropped Sloss a little single. It's like a minute. <laughs> Typical Sloss and Malone random shit, but I think it's cool. Yeah, I'm adding that to the playlist for sure. And can I make a quick... There was an album that came out last week that we didn't talk about. I just want to give a quick shout out to. Give it. We'll probably have this guy on the pod soon. Um, people in Portland might know of him already. Oh, I didn't listen yet. Jordan Fletcher. I'm such a bitch. He's a really cool dude. He's actually from North Portland. He has a new album that just dropped called Somewhere Off Alberta, which is exactly where I am right now. Alberta <laughs> somewhere is right off there. Of I am I am somewhere off Alberta. Um but no, nah, it's like really, really well put together. I think he's beyond just the PDX support bias, whatever. I think he's just a really talented dude. I think in the in the realm of like your Mike Capes What's in the, the project realm of called? your wins, I think that he's got like a sound that could definitely take off, and he does a lot of different shit on his album. So I, I just wanted to give it a quick shout out because what's what's the album? We're called? probably gonna have Monsoon. I'd be amiss if we did not like set people up for <laughs> not like, give people to listen to this shit before we have Mon. But yeah, and he's just a cool dude. He's just a nice dude. I talk to him. He hits me up every once in a while, and we just. Give him some props or whatever. So, albums called so- oh somewhere off Alberta. I'm stupid. <clears throat> yeah, you can follow him at North Jordan on Instagram. He's also just like always on the front lines as far as activism goes. He's him and uh, the homie Leonard Lenny Houston. Lenny Houston. Akechi. He's a. Uh, they are. They both just like. Really putting on for Portland, and I think they they both deserve a lot more credit for what they do. 
send them some money too. They both got Venmo. <laughs> they, they don't. <laughs> yeah. They quit their jobs. They're doing this activism and music shit full time. So they can use donations. In the if you're white, reparations. <laughs> um, Real. Yeah, help them out because. Yeah, if really Raz Simone can do it, it could be done. Yes. All right, it's a viable route. Just gotta push hard. That's dope. That's so amazing. Yeah, we'll have him on. I'm glad you put me onto this, even though I haven't heard it yet. So by the time this episode comes out, I've heard it. Uh, but as of right now, um, I'm excited to listen to it. So glad you shouted that out. I guess I'll get my own shout out in here uh, because Laddie Moran, one of my first interviews uh, through Obligatory, um, was this Laddie Moran from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. He's got a new EP out called Crybaby, and it's you know it's like two or three years beyond. I want to say it's two years beyond um, his debut, Growing Pains. Oh no, one year, one year, 2019. Growing Pains came out. We reviewed it, talked about it via obligatory, interviewed him about it. Um, saw a lot of potential in in what was on here, but I see a lot more potential actualized into Crybaby. And I think um, it being a shorter, tighter project has made it a overall better and more replayable project. Um, so that's what's great about the EP. You know, you can get right down to a specific set of sounds and ideas that you like. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a lower pressure thing to throw out there. So, I mean, that's what we're all about here is, like, getting to the low-key talent and seeing where they go, seeing if they can blow it up. Because if they do, um, that's a big deal. And we'll be really happy to be there, you know, first to see it all happen. Not in no hipster weird shit kind of way. Just because we, you know... We like seeing the whole process take place. We love context. We love watching. We love being able to experience the music and <clears throat> at most steps. Man, we've gone all this way, and we haven't even talked about Big Sean, bro. What are we doing? Detroit 2, it's out, bro. You didn't used to listen to Detroit back in the day? Dat Piff? Dat Piff app? Roll up. Download the Detroit mixtape, you know? Play that in your fucking MP3 <clears throat> app on your goddamn... What was he rocking back in the day? In 2012, 11, when, when Detroit came out. Were you on, like, the third iPhone? 2012? I don't when, think I even had an iPhone then. Do <clears throat> you still rocking a flip phone? A slide phone? No, nah, nah, I was the Android game back then. <clears throat> Let it be known, y'all. That I never switched up on Andro Android Gang. Came in the game, Android Gang. I'm still here today. This is a, a, a thing that I don't speak of. This is maybe the one point of contention with me and Dev, other than apparently that he likes Paul George. <laughs> <laughs> All my text messages are green. <laughs> All your what? All my texts are green. Oh, yeah, I'd be sending you green texts all day, every day. See, when you said that, it didn't even register me. Like, I didn't even know what... What, what are you talking about? Green? <clears throat> that is a kind of a divide between us. But look, man, I mean, you know who I... You know me. Like, you know my temperament and my, my disposition. I'm so Android. 
Yeah, he's very much an android. I'm such an android. And like, <clears throat> I'm gonna just rock with it. Because back in the day, yeah, I used to used to have to get on the computer, on the laptop. I used to check hot new hip hop every fucking day. Okay, yes, I was a big Sean fan. I was a Wiz Khalifa fan. I was a J. Cole fan, um, among anything else. <clears throat> what else was I a, a big fan of at the time? Nipsey Hussle, actually. Same Earthy. era of mixtapes. Dom Kennedy. God damn. To this day, I still got the warm spot in my heart for Dom Kennedy. So I do really remember, like, oh, Wale was another one. All these rappers that are no longer, like, that cool to the people that we talk to, at least. But um, that was kind of a long time ago. That was a whole last decade ago, basically, um, that I used to be listening to Big Sean, Finally Famous 3, <clears throat> and whatnot. So I can't say that uh, I was all that. Wait, let's let's think about like Big Sean in the last like three to four years, though. Maybe the last five or so years. Because the last album I remember being really all that jazzed up about Trent was Dark Sky Paradise. Is that the one that Control wasn't on but had the same art for? It was. Yeah, it was like around the time. Yeah, it's it's that era for sure. So that was before I decided. Well, actually, no, because we were still basically we were still in high school when Control came out for sure. Oh yeah. And Dark Sky of Paradise came out in like 2014 or 15. What was the one that I decided? Is that? Yeah, that was after. Was that was after. I thought that album was good. That album was. It's not bad actually. That well, album had right. Bounce Back, great. which was a, a great single. Yeah. It had a couple good singles and a couple couple B sides uh, worth it. Absolutely. So I decided it was 2017. I wasn't crazy about it. But Dark Sky Paradise was the last I time I really felt like a jump out the window. What's that song called? Jump out the window? Hmm? I there's a song on that that like the hook is like I think I'm ready to jump out the window. Damn. You see anything that looks like you're catching that? Me in a, <laughs> you're catching me in a... No. I'm looking at track list. I'm like, out the window, window, can't catch me. <laughs> no. Forget it. No, Never mind. It doesn't matter. <laughs> not seeing it, bro. You're catching me in a real um, non-Big Sean, big fan moment. You're poking holes in my claims that I was once a Big Sean, big fan. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just really over this. I, I guess the project that really did it for me was Double or Nothing, right? I think that was bad. <clears throat> but, again, uh, several people like the album. And here we are today with Detroit 2, which is, like, a huge project, I think. I think he pulls out basically every stop imaginable in the sense that it's Detroit 2. I think it's like the project people remember him most fondly for. Mm -hmm. So you're going back in with that. You're doing all these skits with stories from fucking David Chappelle, Erica Badu, fucking Stevie Wonder. That was brilliant. Like, to, I, how beautiful is it to listen 
does Stevie Wonder just talk? Right. He's got just such a beautiful way of talking, speaking. So that's cool. You know, in terms of an album experience, all that is, you know, it, it adds to it. <clears throat> Sorry, let me bring some music back up. And on top of that, you have a lot of features on here. You know, you have an entire posse cut, an entire Detroit posse cut, which we'll get there. But you got Dom Kennedy. You got Diddy on a song. You got a Travis Scott feature. Remember, I said on Twitter the other day, some of y'all heard me, watched me say, if you don't got an Anderson Pack out feature on your album at this point, your shit sucks. We don't need to hear it if it don't got a, a Ty Dolla and an Anderson Pack feature on it. We just don't. We don't need it. Wale, one of those dudes you were listening to off Hot New Hip Hop. Yes, man. Faux Lauren mixtape when that came out. All those uh, albums about nothing, all the Seinfeld-centric mixtapes that he was doing. Yo, I love that, I love that shit. Please, Now man. that I've watched Seinfeld, it makes me even like it more. Yeah. I know. I didn't even... Uh, exactly. I only just recently started watching it. And it was cool even then when I didn't know anything of the songs were about. Right. It was actually cool to go back and watch Seinfeld and hear, <laughs> hear the clips that yeah, I was like hearing in those mixtapes. Yeah. 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 So um, I think... <clears throat> Again, these are all rappers that I think get a bad rap from people who just have different and better things to listen to now these days. After one listen, I think it's like a it's it's like a solid album. It's like a good to to very good. Were you pleasantly surprised, or did you expect a decent sounding album? I think Big Sean is one of those dudes that kind of gets a little more flag than he deserves like i don't i don't think that like he's not underrated or anything but i do think like he gets kind of like if you're talking about big sean i feel like people are talking about like he's not very good like i don't think anyone's ever like oh big sean's like really fucking good we don't like, hear people saying big sean elite you know and he yeah. really hasn't dropped a lot of music he, to be honest in the past right know. and he's not an elite he's rapper recent. but like i don't think like the, the the level of like people talking to him, the ratio of people talking to him and like people talking bad about him is pretty high, and I don't really think that makes much sense to me because like he's consistent. He at least seems like somebody that everyone in the industry likes. Like I like maybe other than like Kendrick at one point or whatever with the dis whatever you want to go into that. He actually uh -huh. talks about it on the album, but like I just think that like Big Sean has never done anything to make. To, to cause any problems, I feel like. <laughs> yep. I think the most, like... I think that, like, the thing people talk about the most with him is, like, his relationship shit. <laughs> Which is, like, whatever. Like, that's well, just drama. But as far as musically goes, I think that he's... I like Big Sean. I don't really got a problem with him. So, what we're... What I think we're referencing, right? When we talk about, like, who we discuss music with. And I hope to continue to diversify this a lot. And that's why I want to cover albums like this and give them the, the shine that most other places are going to give them, right? This is a big album for a lot of people, but for our bubble of music listeners, it's actually not the most exciting for, thing for them. And I think this has the same issue with all those other rappers I named before, right? Where 
when those mixtapes were coming out, it was the most exciting shit. It was like the premiere of hip hop as we understood it at the time. You know, it was that range of popular music that's still on the come up, that has creative promise that we appreciate. Now we've gone so far into the future. Hip hop has changed incredible amounts in one year increments, in eight month increments, right? That me and you, we go back on a, a Big Sean album or the Wiz Khalifa tapes that we might have used to like or the Wale projects, even though I think some of his early, earliest stuff does still hold up. Um, there's going to be some pockets of those discographies that just don't sound ambitious anymore. They don't sound like truly the most innovative thing going on. And, and you know, the par- big part of this project process sorry this 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 podcast is seeking out innovation creativity pushing the envelope and still remaining interesting and applicable to large a large radius of followers or not and evaluating that so um i i I guess i'm getting kind of lost in that all to say that in the grander scheme of things i think people love Big Sean. I think people were incredibly excited about a Detroit too. And I think the way this album plays out and all the stops that it pulls out, I think are going to be generally well received because I was expecting a, a disappointing listen. And I've been disappointed by Big Sean uh, in the past. And I was expecting something potentially disappointing. I'm pleasantly surprised by enough of what i heard on this so i think anybody who was already excited about this is probably gonna love it it's gonna be one of their favorite albums of the year yeah and i mean i know like every time that i see big sean's name like for seemingly no reason because i'm not like a huge big sean fan but like for some reason i'm always like excited for that like i just kind of like i don't know what it is like maybe because he doesn't maybe because he's one of those big artists, like he's a star, but he's not like a, like he doesn't get pushed as much as your other stars. Like it, like he's not in your face all the time. He's really been trying to to disconnect from the limelight and the big machine music industry for sure too. And he talks about this on the album. Like I I think he, it's, you know, we, I don't know if we really touched on it in, the podcast but fame is like different for everybody and like people handle it in very different ways and it sounds like he's at a point in his life where maybe he doesn't need all of the fame like all the glamour and I think maybe an introspective version of Big Sean is kind of what I've been wanting because I do think he gets a little bit more, not that he's never done this before, but I feel like on this album, he does do a little bit better job of like looking at himself and looking at Mm -hmm. the stuff around him. And And even if he's trying to make a hit, right. He's still, I was about to say, gets personal people like young thug on a song and still is able to accomplish his, the, the type of content he wants to put in a song, but also have fucking young thug on it. Like, yeah. So I think that he's actually, and like I said, I think he's a very well-respected person in the industry. 
I think you can, I mean, you can kind of tell by some of the skits that were on here, mm -hmm. some of the little monologues. I think people just genu genuinely think he's a good guy, and I'm sure he is. So it's, I don't know, maybe that's why I've always just been kind of like Keaton, not like super like, oh, I'm jumping on a Big Sean release or a feature mm -hmm. or whatever. But every time I see it, his name, I'm just like, oh, cool, Big Sean. Like, yeah. yeah, I really don't uh -huh. have, I, it really was in the last, it was this Double or Nothing project with, with Metro Boomin that really soured the taste in my mouth and yeah, then going well, back yeah. and realizing like okay hall of fame album pretty mid you know there's other albums in his discography that just like or even dark sky paradise that i was excited about at the time that made like my top albums of the year list that year uh somewhere pretty high you know i don't feel mm -hmm. the same way about that album now and i think for good reason we've, we've done a lot of reassessing what we really appreciate about music yeah right. i feel a little like hipstery feeling that way sometimes but you know that's that's what it is that's what this whole thing is about just exploring my taste and whatnot where i thought this album could have potentially gone really wrong honestly was the amount of features and the amount of different people on this project and would it really feel centered around big sean or does it feel like he's getting carried by all this extra this and that bells and whistles for the album and again pulling out all the stops but Yes and no. Like, I didn't think the Lil Wayne feature and song was the strongest moment of the album. I didn't. I definitely didn't think the 2088 song, him and Janae Aiko, uh, yeah. I think there's, they are a boring combination. Um, I know, and I, I, I will say, I put that kind of more, and I said this before, I kind of, I kind of put that on Janae. I just don't think she's <laughs> that intriguing she's not that dynamic think, she's really not yeah she's so really not i think you can get her on certain types of tracks and she sounds phenomenal and i think she has her lane but i do not think she's the most dynamic artist i mean like big sean has his lanes yeah, for yeah. sure and this album plays to his lanes which is where i think the positive nature of it comes through but you know he's not the most dynamic so you gotta get him into some interesting spaces um but overall, um, I would say, like, my final take on this. Oh, and I, I will rank the, uh, the Friday Night Cypher sections because I love the T Grizzly on here. I love the Cash Kid and the Cash Doll. So that first section is probably the dopest to me. The Boldy James section is beautiful. Um, mm -hmm. And we haven't heard Boldy on one of those nice, clean really right. pretty sounding instrumentals it's always been this dirty gutter you know avant-garde shit so it was cool to hear him like flow you know really have to pace it uh differently than usual yeah i'm with you man this is a solid album it's not bad i mean no for it being an an hour and 11 minutes that was gonna be my one thing was like it's an hour and 11 minutes it has a couple skits or whatever. I kind of like disregard those when I'm taking into account like the length of an album. And it has a nine minute song. And it has a nine minute song. So it's really not that long of an album. My knock would be there are still a couple tracks that I would just shave off. Like, you could take tracks off of here and you'd have a really interesting album. You could go I from think, 21 yeah, a songs. A little bit more. Con right. You have that. You have that long ass cut and then you have like your your skits or whatever and maybe like everything other than that comes out to about 48 minutes 
I could even that I could even like, let it go a little longer. Fifty two. I mean, yeah, I think you could too. Like, but I think I think there are there is room to cut it down to forty eight minutes. Put that shit back on. You got like an hour long album. Absolutely. But you know what work. the sad thing is, is when you do that, or at least when I, if I went in and I took out the tracks that I think are least potent, um, I may be taking out some of the some of the non feature tracks because most of the songs have features, and you may get to an album that is becomes mostly all features i i could take out the low wayne track and i could take out the janae track and i could take out the travis track and i'd be fine actually yeah uh, no no you're you're right you oh yeah because I, I like his so i like the solo tracks more than those three i think i don't know if you saw any of the merch for this album no nah. It's kind of fire. I kind of want to cop some, and I'm not even a big Big Sean fan. <laughs> I'll have to see what that looks like. Sometimes they got it on the Spotify page, but they don't. Either way, um, yeah, I think like in terms of mainstream hip hop, uh, I think this is one of the albums that people are going to be most excited about this year, and yeah. really consider it like a well-rounded. I think oh, there's probably a lot of people out there too that think this track list is pretty full of just constant heat too. So yeah. Um that <clears throat> I, I'm glad he put one on the board. This this better than his last couple projects. Um yeah. I would say this is probably close to his best ever. Not that he has a crazy high bar, but it's cool to see you ten years down the road putting out your best music or something kind of close to it <clears throat> yeah all right what else we got here to talk about bro i don't think it's too much oh shit man i, I gotta get you on this uh trapped on barnacles playlist we need to finish it out real quick because because i added some songs about it we talked about it last week Making a, a a barnacles and a trapped on Cleveland three combo mixtape playlist. Mm-hmm. I started with Ready to Eat. I moved into Obama Coop, and then I had to hit him with the giraffes and elephants, of course. After that, I wasn't a hundred percent certain where to go. I, I know you're not the biggest fan of the low key little baby collab. But I threw it on there because it had some sauce. Maybe maybe we gotta pull that. I don't know, man. Oh, I wanted to make sure I don't miss any of your favorite tracks from Barnacles or Cleveland. Cause I think there's a bunch of great songs on here, but what's like the most important to get on here? Cause I want this to be like a ten song thing. Uh, I need Purple Umbrella to be on there. Done. You kidding me? And I need. I gotta look at the trap on Cleveland. I'm gonna throw the songs in here, and we can we can move them around. I will need. Because what do I need in here, like, the most? It's actually hard for oh, me to I'll decide. Need, I'll need grandparents. Okay. Grandparents we can do. And if we can get... If we can get... 
either hibachi or twisted in there, that'd be dope too. Uh, twisted is a must, in my opinion. All right, well, there you go. Let's see. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> cool. Well, I wanted to leg that into obligatory of the week. It's obligatory of the week time. We talk obligatory oh, yeah. album reviews and why we gave what score we gave because these two albums just came up yesterday. So did the Trap Series, Toxic Boogaloo, City Morgue, you know those guys, Zillikami, Sosmula. Um, if you don't know nothing about them, that's all right. Just go ahead and leave them right there. Uh, <laughs> not, I wouldn't recommend it. I wouldn't recommend it. But if you are like in the market for some very heavy metal-centric, very uh, loud, abrasive, and trap music, like that kind of thing, that's what they're going for. Um, it's not something I want to listen to often, but they have several projects doing it. So if you're interested in that, check it out. But um, that got some low score that I didn't even write down over here. But also in that trap series, Trapped on Cleveland 3, very respectable 74.7 score. Barnacles, also in the trap series. Been waiting for this. I gave it the 8.5. Trent gave it the 8.3. And it clocked in at a 78.2, almost at 80 for Barnacles. Good ass album. Let's think about this. Nas, King's Disease, 70.2. Barnacles, 78.2. Did you ever think you'd live to see the day? I don't see a problem. Me neither. No cap. Saw Baby, greater than Nas. In 2020. Yeah. In 2020. I mean, Saw Baby's going to be higher on my top 50 all time than not. Yeah. I mean, he's sitting like 7 8 range. Yeah. I don't see why not. Um, so, those are great scores for those albums. Uh, I was, oh, I did write down the Toxic Boogaloo score 47.4. Yeah. I could trash. not believe that I was the highest score at six. I was surprised you gave it a six. <laughs> Me too. She was ass. <laughs> and King's Disease, 70.5, actually. But, yeah, in general, you know, we're not really putting respect on Nas's names these, Nas's names these days, but. What did I give it? Do you, it can you see it? I can't see, no. Well, I could. Mm. I find it I think I bro. gave it, I think I gave it like a 7.5, which I don't think is like bad by any means. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it was just it was just okay, but it did have an Anderson Pack feature on it, so it's not trash. It's not some bum ass B B list album, um, with no Pack feature on it. So, you know, we're gonna put some respect on his name for sure. But yeah, those were the albums for Obligatory of the Week. Again, uh, those that's pretty much the episode. Big Sean, Detroit, SZA, Ty Dolla, and then Eptunes. Um, is Nas a top 10 rapper? We don't know. Is Lil Wayne a top 25 rapper? We think so. <clears throat> what else did we cover on here? What else did we, we, did we talk about? What else did we get to? Because we kind of... Uh, pretty fragmented episode. <clears throat> I don't even remember. I feel like we started this episode like hours ago. I know. It's uh, <clears throat> been an interesting one. Season 5, episode 5 on September 5. Oh, I don't know that. Coming to you live on September 7th, I think. 
Yes. That's Monday. So, yeah, not a crazy week, obviously, but we got some uh, we got some debates in. We got some conversation. Next week, I believe we have a guest. I think we have a really cool guest. Also, shout out to our last episode. Um, I'm assuming if you're this far into this episode that you probably heard our last episode. But if you didn't, we interviewed Brady Watt for an hour, a hip-hop bassist, kind of a legend, It's it feels like. <clears throat> A working oh, legend, yeah, you know, a, a legend in progress. Just a, a, his story so far. Um, but that was really cool, getting to hear about his connections, about his uh, work ethic, really, and <clears throat> kind of how he's been working his way up. So if you haven't checked that out, please do. Fantastic episode and one that we were really excited about and happy to hear. I can't believe that was just like a week ago, literally right now, that we were doing that. So shout out to that episode and yeah i'm looking forward to next week's guest that's all yeah. i'll say should be a fun episode yeah Can't so bridge city boys back again season five episode five september five we up uh we don't have any more announcements for you so we go say peace out i gotta go to work trent my guy my buddy my slime I'm going to talk to you later, okay, bro? All right, bro. Always a pleasure. Absolutely. All right, bro. Everyone have a great day. Yeah. Peace. Peace.